Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! Well, Hammer, we almost did it. We almost escaped NBA All-Star Weekend without any major violence, but there was a mass shooting at the Waffle House on Lyndhurst near Sam Jones. A lot of visitors leaving town, possibly, last night. So what, we had six people shot, one dead last night, about 12.30 in the morning. Right. And all together told this weekend, we're looking at like 19 shot, one stab, three killed. So it was an awesome NBA All-Star weekend, I think, here in the Circle City Monument, you know, the Mile Square, whatever, but in and around certain pockets of the city. Uh, it's just a shame we had more violence. And this Waffle House fight, which, again, fights happen at Waffle House. We kind of joked about it in the past. But it's not just fights anymore. People are now getting into arguments and just pulling out their guns and shooting each other. And if you're unfamiliar with the area where this is at, this is near Sam Jones Expressway on the southwest side, not too far from where the old airport was. You get on the highway, it's right there. And there's a red roof inn that's right behind this Waffle House, which is no stranger to a lot of police activity itself. And this was around 1230 last night. That's when the phone call started coming in to the police department. And if you watched the All-Star game, it ended probably around 11, 11-ish. So perhaps folks that were maybe on their way to the airport to fly back home or hitting the road to drive back to where they were from that came in town for this event may have been in that Waffle yeah. House or at least seen all the police activity. And it's so embarrassing. It's a horrible look. For the city. Uh, police say two groups of people got into this altercation. And then next thing you know, inside and outside, shots are being fired. Here is the IMPD captain, Don Wilhammer. Well, you know, if you have conflict, don't result to violence to settle it. You know, try to talk it out. If you can't talk it out, walk away. Uh, somebody's life isn't worth all this. Yeah, they have no regard for human life. They don't have any regard for their own lives, much less innocent bystanders' lives. These people, these thugs that are solving their differences with guns and firing indiscriminately at, at, into crowds, as in the case of the Kansas City Super Bowl parade last week. They have uh, no fear of repercussions. They don't care that there's a possibility of going to jail for a long time. And they certainly damn well know that if they're underage, they'll probably be getting out at some point and not having any sort of book thrown at them whatsoever. And that's a great point. I had the opportunity to uh, be around some officers this weekend. I did a charity event over the weekend uh, with some police officers, and a lot of them told me, People do not fear the justice system in Marion County. They laugh at the justice system in Marion County. They know if they do some nonsense, they're either going to be right back out on the streets or their experience inside jail is actually going to be one where it's better than what they have at home. I had somebody tell me their friend told them that they get time on the iPad. They get time to work out. They see some of their friends. That's what some of these criminals, some of these thugs, think of the justice system right now in Marion County. There's not really a deterrent. And unfortunately, as of right now, an arrest has not been made in this Waffle House shooting. And anybody with information 
is encouraged to call Crime Stoppers at 317-262-TIPS, T-I-P-S. That's 262-8477. you got to think these people that are working behind the counter, the, the waitresses, the cooks at Waffle House at 1230 at night. I mean, look, let's be honest. It's not a, a glamorous job, but these people are doing the right thing, um, making a living, earning a wage, and all they want to do is go to their job and not be with, without the threat of there being gunplay. I mean, just, you know, I know there were victims here. I know somebody died, but, you know, th- there's also innocent bystanders. There's people that would want nothing to do with this. Right. They got caught up in the middle. And somebody that just wanted a late night place to go eat. Sure. Because there's not a lot of places that are open late I'm anymore. I'm that is. Uh, and the Waffle House is one of those places, and people went in there. Sometimes you've you know had a few drinks or whatever the case may be. Maybe you just got off work. It's supposed to be a fun environment, but not here in Marion County. And listen, we don't know who the suspect is. There hasn't been an arrest. But you know me. I'm a gambling man. I'm willing to push my chips in on the table and say that the person responsible for this is probably no stranger to the justice system here. And it's become laughable. But you know what? 60% of the people in Marion County think this is fine. 60% voted for Ryan Mears to be the prosecutor and Boss Hogsett to get a third term. 60% think this is okay. And we already know how this is going to play out. They're going to blame the guns on the street. The guns on the street. Heaven forbid you blame the actual criminals oh that you let oh. out of jail on a regular basis or some of the Folks that actually vote for you, Hogsett, Mears, because I got to be honest, I have a hard time believing that the gun, Nige, just magically floated up in the air, made its way across Indy with the all-star magical winds, landed in the hands of some local youth who were just out getting a study break or maybe picking up carryout food for their dad that's 100% definitely at home, and the gun just happened to go off. Yeah, and what do you think the chances are, the odds are that this gun was obtained legally, by legal means? 0.0, the old blue Tarski grade point average. So we'll get Guy Relford in here in a few minutes, and we'll get his perspective on this, because we all know how this is going to play out. Hogsett's going to call a presser. Ryan Mears is going to back him up. Even though those two don't really get along that well, they'll blame it all on the inanimate object. They're going to blame it all on the gun, not the fact that their criminal justice system gets laughed at by people in Marion County. And I know this because I've spoken with people who have to deal with them. Um, You may have heard in the news a little bit earlier, Carmel Police Department is investigating after Somebody drew swastikas and a star of David in front of a Jewish family's home in Carmel. In the snow. Yeah. Yeah, pretty unnerving if I was that family. And it's real. I mean, this this kind of thing is real. <laughs> I mean, you think it only happens in certain areas, certain places. I mean, there's been uh, temples in, in Carmel that have been defaced and uh, vandalized. And now we have, we have this kind of crap. The Indianapolis Jewish Community Relations Council, they responded to the incident by putting out a statement on social media, quote, the Indianapolis Jewish Community Relations Council, Jewish Federation of Greater Indy, and ADL Midwest are appalled by the graffiti of swastikas and Star of David in the snow 
of the House of a Jewish Family in Carmel. This hate has no place in Indiana. Carmel Police and our partners with Safe Indiana are aware and investigating. Yeah, just a bad look, man. Huge rise in anti-Semitism in this country and across the world. And to think that it was the Jews that were attacked on October 7th and immediately pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian demonstrators took to the streets and celebrated. Even here in the city, I saw it over the weekend. I saw a protest, I I believe Saturday night, uh, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian uh, protest near the all-star game yeah right near the all-star like game. what are the people that are going to the all-star game saturday night you know three-point contest dunk contest what are they supposed to do what do these protesters want the folks inside that building to do because i don't know maybe i'm overthinking this i don't think carl anthony towns is going to get on the phone to bb Netanyahu anytime <laughs> soon i don't think trey young has bb on speed dial So what do you expect the NBA players and the fans of that event to do with your uh, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian protest? Uh, Today is President's Day. A lot of people have the day off. Not everybody. We're here working. Some folks listening right now, we know you're working too. So we want to make sure everybody can celebrate. Uh So what we're going to do throughout the show today Great moments in presidential speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. True international pressure. Great <laughs> moments in presidential speeches. Now, has that put you in the presidential spirit, oh, Nige? Oh, yes. President's Day, my favorite holiday of the year. See, I think I need a little bit more. Need more? I'm not quite there yet. I think I need to hear one more to really put me in the mood. Great moments in presidential speeches. Things are going good for you and for our country. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you. That's the guy, but I love him, all right? Whoever the hell you are, I love him. Great moments in presidential speeches. That's a guy! That's a guy! You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Yeah, man, All-Star Weekend. NBA, I think it was uh, overall a success for the Mile Square downtown in Indy. It, the, I mean, I, the weather sucked a little bit, for sure. But everything was indoors. There were still people out walking around, shooting a hoop in the snow on Friday <laughs> right before we left. We were getting the brunt of that quick storm coming through. I thought the city did a great job, man. And there was no doubt they would. Indianapolis does these events top notch. It's one of the best event cities in America. Yeah. So hats off to anybody that had a hand in that. Um, lots of concerts, fireworks. Those drone shows in the sky were amazing. I never saw those. Oh, it was wild. The drones that had the all-star logo. Then they had one that looked like Michael Jordan taking off from the free throw line. Those are hundreds of drones that are kind of shaped in the air. Yes. As as objects. That, oh, and they that light up crazy. I've in seen the sky, before. and it was really, really cool. I liked watching the coverage on te- television. It was fun. And the way they kicked that off with Oscar Robertson, Reggie Miller, and Larry Bird, that was cool. 
And I can't remember who it was. Somebody on social media said that was, in terms of Indiana basketball, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Oscar Robertson, Reggie Miller, and Larry Bird, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of basketball in the great state of Indiana. Uh, the game itself lacked a little competitiveness. <laughs> Isn't that? Everybody's complaining about the defensive effort, but that's kind of the M.O. of the NBA All-Star game, isn't it? Right. That's what I was talking with Rob Kendall about, because I guess he hadn't watched an All-Star game in years, and he sent me a text last night, these guys are just shooting threes and dunking. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what the All-Star game has come down to, but some dudes just mailed it in. Like, you could tell Luka Doncic didn't want to be there. I don't know if Joker wanted to be there. They kind of half-assed it. And that upset Stephen A. Smith. Where's that from the players where you're saying, you know what, this is on us, y'all, to make sure that we're we're, we're more competitive than this. This ain't about the league. This ain't about administrative issues. This ain't about collective bargaining. This is about you as an individual saying, yo, when Kobe and others were on the court, like, yo, let's compete. That's all, not to the degree of a regular season or a playoff game, but at least to the degree of summer league play. They won't even do that, and it comes across as you snubbing your nose, and when it comes across that way, why would it come across that way? Because you have the power to get away with it. And his argument was the league just lets the guys get away with it. There's no incentive for them to play hard, so why would they? So I don't know if it needs to be I mean, fixed, like a lot of people say. Um, I think you kind of know what you're getting into when you're watching the All-Star game, It's a right? popular event still. I don't care what you say about it. It's still, um, it, it draws viewers. Honestly, my favorite part of watching the All-Star game was hearing Charles Barkley kind of defend Indianapolis and then tear apart San Francisco. I don't know if oh, anybody yeah. else caught this, but... Yeah. Uh, Draymond Green and TNT announcer Taylor Rooks. You know, they were ripping on Indianapolis because of the weather and how cold it was. And Draymond Green says to Reggie Miller, Indy should never host the All-Star game again. Oh, wow. Well, Charles Barkley, who was also on that set, clapped back at Draymond Green, who plays for the Golden State Warriors, which right around the San Francisco Oakland area. And that's where the All-Star game is going to be next year. Listen to the little back and forth here. Hey, Reggie, we love you. Let's not have another All-Star in Indiana. Let's let this be the last one, my friend. You come on, man. Was it the snow? You spent enough time here, Reggie. You don't need to come back to All-Star. Uh, you know, hey, hey, 17 degrees. Hey, 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 hey Reggie. Yes? If you, a, if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, when you... Oh, that's okay. Oh, no. You got to watch it. Oh, hey, no, we don't. You <laughs> can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with some bulletproof bags. <laughs> See? Sir Charles knows. Right. He knows the truth, and he's not afraid to speak it. I love that. That was awesome. Uh, Dame Lillard of the Milwaukee Bucks won the MVP award, and, man, this rubs me the wrong way because the way the All-Star game traditionally works is the old dudes that are a little bit past their prime – They defer to the young guys, right? Like, LeBron James hardly played at all in the second half yesterday. But it's not his time, really, anymore. But Dame Lillard, he's old. 
But yet there's a little rivalry going on with the Pacers and the Bucks. So Lillard and Giannis made sure that Dame shot the damn ball every single time he got it, it. never passing the ball. And of course, he won the MVP award and it brought joy to my dark heart when he got booed after they announced he was the winner. 2024 Kobe Bryant MVP trophy goes to Damian Lillard. here for it because they they thought it should have been Halliburton yeah Halliburton had a great game and again the older players it's kind of understood you lift up the young dudes at the all-star game and Lillard wanted no part of that because it was Halliburton the Pacers and there's a little rivalry so man I'm looking forward to the second half of the season but I'm also looking forward to President's Day Nige and here to get us in the mood once again is great moments in presidential speeches great moments in presidential speeches there's an old saying in Tennessee I know it's in Texas probably in Tennessee that says fool me once shame on shame on you Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Great moments <laughs> in right. presidential speeches. We will not be fooled again. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. Hammer and Nigel show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here also joining us live in studio. The gun guy, Guy Relford, 2A attorney, host of the gun guy show, licensed firearms instructor. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great. And thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new used and historic firearms in the Midwest and PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. Well, we almost did it. We were almost able to escape NBA All-Star Weekend without anything, any major incidents taking place. We had an altercation that wound up in a mass shooting at a Waffle House on on the west side last night, which is just a, a, a damn shame. One person ends up dying. They do not have a shooter yet, and inevitably, just like in Kansas City after that shooting, uh, the argument goes from not the individual or the individuals involved, but the guns. Yeah, and I mean, why aren't we talking about what kind of criminal history these people had in the past? Exactly. Why don't we talk about how many times they've been in jail before? How, under what terms were they released? Uh, you know, what kind of uh, a plea agreement may have been reached in previous cases? All those kinds of issues those to me are the first things that come into my mind and and oh no um everybody else wants to go immediately to trying to restrict the rights of law-abiding citizens that's why um I, it's really hard to, to think we'll ever have any kind of meeting of the minds on issues like gun control because we're just operating in, not only in different languages it's like we're on different planets and it's very similar to what we saw in kansas city that after last night's or technically early this morning shooting yeah. You see people tweeting, it's the guns, it's the guns. And we know what's going to happen. Inevitably, Boss Hogsett, Ryan Mears, they're going to put out statements calling it gun violence. We have a gun problem in Indianapolis. Guy, I spoke to a lot of police officers this past weekend. I did a charity event. They all tell me 
Nobody is afraid of the justice system in Marion County. That's it. Elections have consequences. This is what people voted for. I think if you're going to have a conversation about guns and gun safety, you need to have a serious conversation about politics where you live as well. That could not be more accurate, Jason. And it's frustrating to me um, because, because again, nobody wants to look at the root cause. Nobody wants to look at um, you know why this person was on the street, wh- how they were able to acquire their gun invariably illegally, right? And putting the people in jail who were involved in that transaction, everybody wants to say, oh, it's the guns in the sense that we can somehow pass another law. I mean, last time I checked, murder was illegal. But but now we're going right. to pass one more law, and all of a sudden, that'll somehow restrict gun violence or limit gun violence, quote-unquote, that term they love to use. And we know it doesn't work that way for the very simple fact that criminals don't obey laws. The kind of person that would go to a Super Bowl parade or the kind of person that would go to a Waffle House and shoot just random shots, not giving a damn about anybody else, taking the lives of someone, they're not going to say, well, wait a minute, if this law gets passed, it's going to be harder for me to be a criminal. Like when you say this stuff out loud, it's laughable. It's laughable. And I always ask people, how many different laws had to be violated uh, for this crime to occur, whatever crime we're talking about? And, uh, and, and, and so what's the argument or what's the logic behind the argument that passing one more law is somehow going to prevent that particular crime? It never works that way. And that's why these jurisdictions that have a com- complete cornucopia, the complete wish list of gun control laws on the books, obviously Illinois, California, New Jersey, New York, are they somehow free of quote unquote gun violence? Of course not. And we know that California has the most restrictive gun laws yes. in the country. Country, yeah. And they also had the, the largest number of, quote unquote, mass shootings in the country over the last 10 years. So h- how do you get to more laws will somehow restrict this, quote unquote, gun violence? So tell me if you agree with this statement. And this is something that I believe. And if you disagree, that's fine. We can have a conversation. The best way to get guns off the street, the way the mayor wants, the way the prosecutor wants, is to actually lock up violent repeat offenders. Yes. You lock up violent repeat offenders, you're going to see amazing drops in the numbers of crime in Indianapolis and other big cities like that. But until that happens, nothing's going to change. Well, and that's right. And that's because, um, you know, what we see year after year. I mean, Abdul does such a great job where he puts out his statistics. And year after year, he puts out a, a statistic at the end of the year talking about, you know, shootings. Let's just look at Marion County. And, and he talks about how 80 plus percent of not only the criminals who are arrested or are suspects in homicides in Marion County have previous violent felonies on their record. Which prevents them from having a firearm. Exactly. But also, 80-some percent of the victims often, I mean, not a, a year to year, are, are, are also have previous felony convictions. So you look at, okay, and a lot of times these are beefs on the street, right? And it's bad guy shooting bad guy. But both these people are back on the street, the, the bad guy available to commit a crime, the victim available to be the victim of a crime. They're back on the street because we just crank them right out of the system and put them right back on the street. And listen, one thing that's important, because I defend gun cases, and so people can say, wait a minute, you're a criminal defense attorney. You're 
part of the process, yes, because I take those cases where I don't believe my, my, my client ever committed a crime, and that's where they're getting caught up in this, well, let's be tough on gun violence. Well, we've got to separate the wheat from the chaff. We've got to identify the, we got to separate the guilty from the innocent, and that's where I always step in, because I'm just one guy. I can only take so many cases. I step in and take those cases where my client did not commit a crime, or he acted justifiably in using deadly force, and that's where those people need to be protected, because we can't paint with too broad of a brush when we're talking about these issues. And for example, in Kansas City, the mayor of Kansas City has come out now and is admonishing the governor there for referring to the shooters as thugs. And that kind of thing happens. He said it's a dog whistle for racists. I can guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that if it were white supremacists, MAGA hat-wearing Trump supporters, we'd have their mug shots, we'd know their names, we'd know their families. But this has been swept under the rug. This has been the story that I have not heard anything about. Now, these kids, apparently, that did the shooting are juveniles. I say charge them as adults. They're going to have to charge them with murder and get their names and faces out there and throw the book at them. It's it's time to start throwing the book. I don't care if you're a juvenile. I don't care if you're 18. I don't care if you're 50. Throw the book at these people and let them know that it's not okay to do this. Well, that's exactly right. And, and look, I'll say this: if if somebody just hears that a particular defendant in any criminal case, uh, in this case, this mass shooting in Kansas City, if they just hear that they're black. Right, they just hear that they're African American, and on that basis, start calling them thugs. Okay, I, I you should be criticized for that because you're jumping to a lot of conclusions there just based on their race. And I can see how somebody could have that described as racist. At the same time, if you release their criminal history, and we don't know that, we haven't heard any of that because they're they're not releasing it. Which tells guy, you anybody that would open fire indiscriminately, I, I don't care what color you are, you're a thug, well, like they did. Yeah. I, I have no idea what color these guys are. Yeah. I don't know any color white, but that's thug behavior that would happen at Waffle House. That, it's a behavioral term. It's, I, it has nothing to do with the race. I see what you're saying. No, that's but the fair. mayor wants to make it a race issue um, when he should be concerned with the children that are in the hospital, the woman that died, and the uh, other people, the victims of the shooting. And, and I hear exactly what you're saying. For me to call someone a thug, I want to know something about their background, their criminal history. I, I, I can certainly say they committed a crime, but I want to know something about their criminal history. But I think the reason they're not releasing their criminal history is because that term's going to apply very nicely if I had to speculate and guess going into the future. So but 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 I I get the idea that you know everybody who commits a crime shouldn't be labeled in a particular way. Maybe that's my criminal defense attorney thought process coming out. At the same time, let's find out more about these people and if the shoe fits. You know, these people have been arrested. They've been in trouble, uh, you know, as juveniles. They've been in trouble as adults. Um, although I hear now the two arrested are still juveniles. Uh, let's see what their criminal background is. And if the shoe fits, then, hey, they're going to have to bear it. Guy Relford in studio with us, 2A attorney and host of the Gun Guy show. Uh, Indiana General Assembly, we are now in the second half of all the action going on there. What is the updates on 2A-related bills? Well, it's pretty much 
much all good news at this point. The two bills that I was excited to support and that I've testified already in the House of Representatives in their in their conference in their committee hearings, I should say, um, that's House Bill twelve thirty five that would put an end to this ridiculous uh, lawsuit by the city of Gary against basically the entire gun industry, blaming the gun industry for Gary's level of crime as opposed to oh say the gangs in Gary. It's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, it's always somebody. It doesn't else's matter fault. if it's Indy or Gary. It's always somebody else's fault. Exactly. And, and we have an immunity uh, statute in Indiana that says, listen, if you lawfully uh, manufacture and sell a gun or just sell a gun as a retailer, you're not responsible. Somebody takes that gun and goes and uses it in a, in a criminal act, you know, much like we were just talking about. And that that should apply. Um, but for whatever reason, this thing has endured. And the legislature through 1235 is looking to say, listen, these kind of lawsuits just can't be maintained by a local government like the city of Gary, period, across the board. Only the state can bring such a lawsuit um, to, to go after the gun industry. And obviously, here in Indiana, that's not going to happen. So, it would require the dismissal of that case. And, and it needs to, because this is a big deal. Um, there, they, um, For instance, there are a lot of, of gun manufacturers, for instance, that have packed up and left states like Connecticut and New York. Remington. Remington. Uh, out of New York. Exactly. Yeah, and, and have moved to friendlier confines um, you know, in other states, but we haven't gotten any of them here in Indiana. And in part, it's because of this pending lawsuit going, oh, well, if we live in Indiana, we could get sued by cities like Indy or Gary or whatever, because this case is still enduring here in Indiana. So, it, it actually could have an economic impact, and, and has, that this case is still pending. But then separately, and I'm excited about this, House Bill 1084, and both these have passed the House. They've now been assigned to a committee in the Senate, and 1084 would prohibit the use of these credit card codes that you guys and I have talked about before, where the International Organization for Standardization has come out and, at the request of gun control proponents and liberal politicians in Washington. They've come out and said, well, we're going to create this new credit card code so that your bank or your credit card company or credit card processor can see that you're trying to use your credit or your debit card at a gun store. And even if you're buying they don't. They don't. Doesn't identify what you're buying. So you could be buying a safe. You could be buying gun lessons at the gun store, like at Indy Arms, where I teach my classes, or, or, or you know, or you could be buying whatever. They say, oh, purchase at gun store. It gives them the opportunity to say denied. And we've seen prejudice. Uh, we've seen discrimination by banks, financial, in, uh, the financial industry across the board against the gun industry. This kind of a coding system facilitates that. 1084 would make that illegal in Indiana, and that's what we're looking to do. But these are set for hearing. 1084 is set. Uh, for a hearing on Wednesday at 10 o'clock in room 130 in the State House, and 12:35 is set tomorrow at 8:30 in the morning, and we need our pro 2A folks. Man, if you remember the 2A project, you're just uh, a person who cares about Second Amendment rights in Indiana. We'd love to see you there to support these. Uh, they're both in room 130, 8:30 tomorrow, and 10 o'clock on Wednesday. If somebody's in their car right now and they might not be able to remember that, if they follow you on social media, can you put that out there? I will absolutely put that out there. But the easiest thing to do is just go to the 2A project. Project.com. It's the number two, the two way project.com. I wrote an article on this. I got, I've got where the committee he, uh, hearings are, what room numbers they're in, um, what the bills involve. Just go to the two way project.com, scroll down to articles. It's the first one listed. That'll take care of you. Guy Relford, find him on social media. A great follow at Guy Relford. Guy, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it. 
Bakersfield, Democratic presidential candidate. Pantsuit Patty. You know it was Hillrod, Hillary Clinton. There's a dire warning this weekend. You heard this hammer over the weekend. She said that former President Trump will try to withdraw the U.S. from NATO if he wins re-election in November. And I heard this, I was like, sold. (laughs) Okay. Don't threaten me with a good time. All right. Um, This was during the Munich Security Conference in Germany. It's all going back to Trump. And he did this the last time, too, when he was in president. He was like, look, these NATO countries that aren't paying their fair share, you damn well start ponying up because it ain't going to be us that bails you out if you need us. Right. These other NATO countries, they're kind of like the adult child that won't leave the house. It's like, it's time for you to go out and earn your own keep here. We can't keep funding you for the rest of our days. Yeah, and guess what? It worked because they ponied up. And it's also working this time from Trump's most recent comments. There are other NATO countries now scrambling uh, to, to pay more and pay what they owe. And let's not get it twisted. In the event of some major international conflict... I'm sure the UK and Israel and the United States allies will still be the United States allies. And the same goes with us to them. But being part of some paid fraternity here, and that's really what NATO is, it's a fraternity where you're paying to have friends. Hillary Clinton shouldn't threaten us with a good time. If he wants to pull us out of it, it's fine. The world is not going to end. When you wake up tomorrow... And if the United States is not in NATO, how is your life going to change one way or the other? Man, I don't think we've done this in a while. I think it's been a couple of months, actually, since we've had some vaccine stuff. Pharmacies, antibodies, side effects, vaccine stuff. And again, file this under the category of stuff we already knew. Headline, largest COVID vaccine study yet finds links to health conditions. Those health conditions include, oh, I don't know, neurological health conditions, blood health conditions, heart-related issues. Uh, They did a study, I think they looked at over 99 million vaxxed individuals in eight countries. The... um, this global vaccine data network is the one that did the study. Well, I'm sure you're probably getting this story, Nige, from Fox News or Breitbart, right? No, no, this is uh, Bloomberg. Big oh. headlines on, on oh. Bloomberg. <laughs> well, then. So, I mean, again, you know, the inflammation of the heart, myocarditis, this is stuff that, that we knew almost immediately after the vaccines came out. This is word for word from this report. And again, you can find it in Bloomberg. Uh, Quote, the rare events identified early in the pandemic included a higher risk of heart-related inflammation from mRNA shots from Pfizer, BioTech, and Moderna, and an increased risk of type of blood clots in the brain after immunization with viral vector vaccines, such as the one developed by the University of Oxford and made by AstraZeneca. Clot shot. Clot shot. Um, Now, this was a study that was multiple years in the making and just rolled out. So on the heels of that, let me double down with something here. Okay. 
Researchers at McMaster have found that closing schools during COVID may not have been necessary. This is another report that was just rolled out over the weekend. (laughs) Okay, open up the file drawer and file under the same category, things we already knew. I'm glad they're just now getting around to this. So they're saying that school closures weren't necessary to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Yeah, because kids aren't vectors, man. They don't pass it to each other like adults do. And if they were going to get it, they most likely got it from an adult. The two-year study examined more than 34,000 references, including databases, website, other studies related to child care settings across the globe. And, quote, we found that after the initial shutdown where everything was locked down, schools did not appear to have much impact on the community level of transmission when the infection protocol measures were in place. Don Jr., your thoughts. No shit! <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? I had no idea! Boy, those national teachers unions, man, here in the United States, they really they really used that as leverage, didn't they? That horrible they, wench, Randy Weingarten. Oh, boy. When she's not busy winning the Joe Namath lookalike contest, <laughs> she was out there pounding her fist. We've got to lock things down. And then for some reason, she went to Ukraine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, that, the thing is... We, we, the United States was really behind uh, European countries in terms of getting kids back in the classroom. Uh, I mean, they were almost back in the classroom immediately in, in places like Europe. We're still behind um, in terms of recommending the vaccine for kids. I mean, the CDC is recommending the COVID vaccine for six months and older when other countries in Europe aren't even letting young people get the COVID-19 vaccine. Because big pharma is... yes politics in the United States. Maybe it is in other countries as well. I can't speak to that, but I live in the United States and big pharma has big money and with big money comes big politics and they're all intertwined. Uh, Nige, speaking of politics, today is a very special date on the American calendar. You're really digging this President's Day, aren't you? It is. is. I've had about three shots. I've had a couple (laughs) margaritas. It's President's Day, baby. Where are you getting the margaritas? Uh, Here's an important reminder as to why we celebrate this amazing date on the calendar. The third Monday in February, President's Day, a day when the U.S. honors George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Americans can save up to $1,000 on select mattresses at the Mattress (laughs) Depot Land. As we remember the father of our country, our 16th president, and others looking for huge savings on all king and queen adjustable mattress sets. I cannot tell a lie. Treat yourself to a life-changing sleep on a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Yeah. And celebrate our nation's great leaders on President's Day. By emancipating your wallet only at Mattress <laughs> Depot Land. Now with 0% financing. Instead of Macro Depot Land, just call our friends down at Thompson Furniture and Mattress yeah. in Columbus. Free delivery. There are an awful lot of... President's Day mattress sales out there, aren't you? See, they are. <laughs> there are a lot of them. Uh, but call our friends down there. Yeah, say, yeah. hey, Hammer and Nigel sent me. What do you guys got on sale? Uh, they'll take care of you. And before we go to the traffic center with Matt Bear, just to make sure all of us are really feeling the vibe of President's Day, here's another edition of Great Moments in Presidential Speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. 
Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. You ain't black. Great <laughs> moments in presidential speeches. That was coming. Regular statesman <laughs> that Joe Biden. Ever and Nigel presents. Is. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this anything? All right, let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it, Hammer. How do we play this as anything? I'll run some stories by you. You break down all of the information that I've laid out, and then you give us a verdict. Is the story anything or not? Is this anything? A Washington, D.C. man is suing Powerball and the D.C. lottery for not paying him $340 million in winnings after he had the correct numbers on their website. However, the website numbers were incorrect, and they were posted by accident, Oh, come on. Here are John Cheeks and his lawyer talking about the lawsuit. Hey, uh, this ticket is no good. Just throw it in the trash can. And I, I gave him a, a stern nope. look. I said, uh, in the trash can. Go, oh, yeah, just throw it away. You, you're not going to get paid. There's a trash can right there. There is precedent for this. A similar case happened in Iowa where a mistake was uh, admitted to by a contractor and they paid the winnings out. Yeah, and how do we know it was a mistake? How do we know somebody just didn't yank those numbers off the website and say, oops, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to report. Nope, 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 those weren't the numbers. That guy definitely is going to get a settlement of some sort. He might not get $340 million, but he's going to get something. That would piss me off to no end. If I'm looking on the website and I just want to see what the lottery numbers are, I have my ticket in one hand and the mouse in the other, and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and... Holy crap, I won! <laughs> and then you get down to the lotto office and they say, oh, no, throw that away. Oh, there was a mistake. Those aren't the numbers. Could you imagine? That would be like the feeling Clark Griswold had when he drove cross country <laughs> yeah. to Wally World and he got up there and saw that it was closed and he punches the moose, the moose right in the nose. I should have told you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I hope that guy gets something. That's a bunch of BS. Is this anything? People's Choice Awards were last night, and Jennifer Aniston presented Adam Sandler with the People's Icon Award, but Adam Sandler gave a speech like he was accepting the sexiest man alive. (laughs) So when my agent called me and said I won the People's Choice Icon Award, I think I misheard him. I thought he said, "Uh, congratulations, Adam, you won the People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive. (laughs) So I wrote a speech for that. I would like to say thank you for recognizing me as the man who made our entire country the horniest this year. <laughs> <laughs> and was and was by far the most talked about person in the bedroom by couples or throuples during fantasy role playing <laughs> sloppy time. I am trying to be gracious, people, people magazine, but I have to admit three words keep popping into my head right now. About freaking time. <laughs> Who doesn't love Adam Sandler? Right. I mean, what's the one you keep on telling me I should watch? That's uh, my boy. That's my boy. I yeah. see. I haven't seen any of his newer things. 
lately. Like all the Netflix, I've I've missed every one of them on Netflix, and some of them I understand aren't that good. Right. If you like old school, silly, foul mouthed Adam Sandler, yes, you will love. That's my boy. Now you have to watch it like. Sometimes it'll come on basic cable. Nah, not worth your time. No. You got to get all the filth in it. Did you see Uncut Gems? I did. As a gambling degenerate, I liked it. Did you? But that was more of a serious role for Adam Sandler. Okay. He wasn't being funny at all. What, that what was like the, a serious what's, role. What's like the Mount Rushmore of Sandler movies? I mean, the Waterboy's up there. Billy Madison's up there. Happy right? Gilmore. Gilmore. Those are the big three, I think. Wedding Singer? Man, Wedding Singer is strong. Wedding Singer is real strong. Um, Big I mean, Daddy's close, but it's not up there with the ones that we've previously mentioned. Um, any of his serious ones? People like if, loved loved Uncut Gems. It wasn't my favorite, but it was a good movie. Yeah, but it wasn't my favorite. I like Sandler being funny. I like Grown Ups Sandler, stupid, silly Sandler. Yeah. Those are mine. Now, now, meanwhile, I did. Did you see this hammer that? Uh, David Letterman hates the People's Choice Awards. He does a lot of YouTube stuff on YouTube now. I'm finding out Letterman does. Not he just, did an interview with Reggie at the All Star Game this past week. Oh, did, I did. I missed it. I didn't see that. Um, so Letterman's latest YouTube video started unloading on the People's Choice Awards, which 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 Adam Sandler won the Icon Award for. Here is here is David Letterman on why he is not a fan. You know, my favorite award show was the People's Choice Award because it was just a fixed job owned by Procter & Gamble. If you were nominated, they would call ahead and say, oh, by the way, Larry, you're the winner of the People's Choice Award. And you'd think, whoa! (laughs) And then the deal is you got to show up. If you don't show up to the People's Choice Award, you're dead to them. One time I had won the People's Choice Award and it was held on a Monday night and you got to go all the way to California. I said, I can't, I'm working, okay. You're dead to us, they said. And so I watched the whole show, and then at the very end, as the credits are rolling, winner of the talk show, Good night, everybody! <laughs> and I thought, wow, what a fixed deal this is. So uh, the SEC is looking into that nonsense. There you go, People's Choice Award. You I mean, know what my you, choice you is, imagine, people? You, you can imagine saying, telling David Letterman, the, the, big, the king of late night, that you're dead to me because you won't come accept our award in California? You physically can't fly cross-country to be there a night where you're hosting yeah. the show that you were just awarded for. Right. <laughs> you know, Letterman, he's super left, right? There's no doubt. He is he, he all kinda, yeah, in. He, he turned it up towards the end of his uh, career in late night. He turned on the uh, politics pretty But hard. man, some of that early stuff he used to do, the late night show on NBC, the 1230 show, yeah. that's the reason, man, I wanted to get into like TV and radio. Like that's type of comedy that he was doing you know getting a guy in a velcro suit and throwing him against a wall or how a, many guys in a panda suit can you get into a starbucks how about the uh he had the uh the suit covered in alka-seltzer and he was dipped <laughs> yes he dipped in a giant tank of water that was hilarious like he would make like characters out of the people that would work on his show like sending biff to the olympics yeah. and sending his mom to cover things Who's the, who was the guy the deli was that Ru- rupert, rupert g yeah and Larry Bud Melman? Yes. Oh, that early stuff was so yep. good. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Crime, punishment, judges, legal stuff. 
So we all know last week Donald Trump ordered to pay the state of New York over $350 million in that uh, that fraud case where they said he uh, overassessed the value of his uh, assets to get better bank loans, even though he paid every penny of those bank loans back. Everybody got they, their money. They said at one point, it was so stupid, they assessed Mar-a-Lago at like uh, $18 million when it's worth like 10 times that. That's not the assessed value, it's the market value. But the judge was looking at the So uh, anyway, uh, they're going to appeal this, right? right. I mean, this is this is going uh, he's not going to pay a well, he might pay a little, but um there's going to be a, uh, an appeals process that happens. His attorneys, his crew, they've already said they're in the process of appealing it, but they are going to have to pay some because the way the appeals process works, you got to pay to play basically. So while they do that, there are some folks that feel like Donald Trump got a raw deal from this, what appeared to be biased judge in New York. And let's be honest, this was a political hit job on Donald Trump. Yeah, they're using the court system to go after uh, political opponents. You've got attorney generals running on going after Donald Trump. So now there's a group of people that have said, okay, enough is enough. Truck drivers. Truckers are planning this boycott to New York City this week because they feel like these far left judges are unfairly going after Donald Trump. They are. Many of these truck drivers are calling for a seven day boycott beginning today. This is a a truck driver who's kind of the face of this movement. His name is Chicago Ray. They're going to start refusing loads in New York City starting on Monday. I got about three drivers that I drive with. They already vibrated the boss and told them they ain't going to New York City. So I I don't know uh, how far across the country this is or how many truckers are going to start denying loads to go go to New York City. But I'll tell you what around and find out <laughs> chicago ray right there trucker trucker chicago ray uh, well you, look the, the truckers boycotts have worked in the past look what happened up in canada look what happened um on the border um and i uh, truckers man don't mess around now did it work in canada because they got their assets froze. They got their bank accounts froze by Pretty Boy up there. Yeah. Uh, but they certainly they brought awareness point. to what yes. was going on. And if that's the goal here, they can do that. Now, let's see how many actually follow through. But if people in New York stop getting their groceries, their goods, whatever it is they get brought in on trucks, if they stop getting that, then maybe, just maybe, a uh, mission accomplished for the truckers the here. Way, just a side note: Have you seen the um, the new Trump sneakers? I've seen the Trump sneakers. <laughs> I've seen how much they cost. Well, they're three hundred ninety nine dollars. Donald <laughs> Trump made a surprise appearance at something called Sneaker Con in Philadelphia, and he walks out on stage with these these gold tennis shoes with the American flag wrapped around the back and a big giant golden T on the side. And I'm on the website right now. They're sold out. Yes. Selling for like $399. (laughs) Now from the things that I've seen on social media, when Trump went out there to roll those out to the masses in Philly, he got booed. But then again, it's Philly. They booed Santa Claus. Sure. So (laughs) 
That's kind of what they do in Philly. I got a feeling Biden probably would have got the same treatment there. Oh, please. It's a term of endearment in Philadelphia. Uh, Doing some legal stuff here. Democrats in Michigan, inside their General Assembly, their state house, they've introduced a bill that would make it easier for trans people to change their name and sex and also eliminate a background check of your old gender. So what? If you commit a crime as a man and then you lop your crank off and transition, they can't go back and look at your background? It's like it's up and disappeared? That person would be dead, yes. Okay. So if you're in Michigan, Nige, and you've done something heinous, you've served your time, and you want to start applying for jobs, and you know that's going to be a problem, all you have to do, change your name, transition, and then next thing you know, guess who's sitting at the top of the corporate ladder? <laughs> Nigella Laskowski. <laughs> Now, I don't think this is going to pass through, but it just goes to show who knows? some of the ridiculous things that these people will bring forth to pander to certain groups of voters, right? Nobody thinks this is a good idea, but there's some legislator in Michigan that thinks I can win over the trans community by pushing forward this piece of legislation It's so laughable. It's disgusting. Uh, Allison, let's do a round of Is It Racist? It's time to play Is It Racist? For those new to the Hammer and Nigel show, here's how we play the game. Is it racist? Is something racist? Yes or no? All right. So I think I already know your answer to this. Okay. You referenced this earlier when we had Guy Relford here, but the Kansas City mayor... Quentin Lucas is condemning the Missouri governor, Mike Parson, for calling the shooters in that Kansas City Chiefs celebration parade thugs. Oh, no. He says it's a racial dog whistle. Is it? Here is the mayor of Kansas City in an interview. I have respect for the governor. Uh, We get along well. I I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness. And I think that uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. And I have seen this dog whistle time and again. Our city has a gun violence problem. Okay. So he quickly pivots to talking about how it's a gun problem. But is it racist to call people thugs that do thug like this. I have no idea what the color of the people at the Waffle House shootout last night are. I don't care what the color is. It's the behavior. That's thug behavior. You pull out a gun and start firing indiscriminately crowds. um, That's thug behavior. I don't, the color doesn't factor in to me. And so this Kansas City mayor, more worried about the terminology the governor is using to describe these scumbags that opened fire, killed somebody, sent children to the hospital, injured dozens more people. Maybe concentrate on your constituents there in the city. Maybe concentrate on their well-being and don't start it, you know, because the narrative really has been flipped over on its head. We we would know all about these individuals if they were, you know, white supremacist, gun-toting, MAGA-hat-wearing Trump supporters. All Even right, if now, they were underage, you would. I, I promise I, you. I, I, that's, and that's something people need to realize is that these are juveniles. That's why we don't know their names. We don't know who they are yet. I hope they get charged as adults. I hope they get charged with murder, and I hope they go to the jail for the rest of their lives. 
Let's celebrate President's Day with great moments in presidential speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Great moments <laughs> in presidential speeches. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, this is Dave Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Dave Matthews Band. Or AOC. To make sure that we take back all three chambers of government, the presidency, the Senate, and the House. Uh. DMV or AOC, I'm here right <laughs> Yes, dummy. Ow. Tickets are on the line here for Casey. Casey, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. How are you? I'm doing super. So, I'm going to give you a fact about someone. It will either be a fact about the Dave Matthews Band or a fact about AOC. You get two out of three correct. I'm going to give you the tickets, okay? Sounds good. All right. DMB or AOC claims they were almost murdered on January 6th, despite not being where the Capitol was actually breached. No, we're going to have to go with AOC on that one. There we go. All right, one down. We just got to get one more. DMB or AOC got in some legal trouble after they dropped off a lot of poop from their tour bus over and over pass (laughs) into a Chicago river. We're going to go with DMB on that one. Here we go. My man, Casey. Casey, you like today Matthews Band? Uh, Yeah, they're okay. Awesome. (laughs) Ringing endorsement. (laughs) I've seen him no less than eight times. And that's no, like on the low end. I, I, that, that's on the low end of people that I know that go to Dave Matthews every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. I've seen him like six to eight times, but there are people who have been, you know, 20, 30 times. We need to get now. Casey a T-shirt like that he can wear to the concert. The Dave Matthews Band, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> uh, Casey, since you won the tickets, that means you get to have beverages that night and somebody else has to drive, okay? I, lo- I love it. Right. Stay on the line, Allison. We'll take care of you, okay? All right. Have you seen him before? You've been to those concerts? Yeah, and if memory serves me correctly, because he does two nights worth of shows here in He's Indy. He's doing Friday and Saturday night, and it's going to be awesome. It's a crapshoot, right. though, because one night, at least this is how it used to be, he'll play all the hits, man, like all the stuff from the radio, all the hits. Yeah. And then another night, you get stuck with a long instrumental. The like jam, a jam session. 10-minute jam session, which... I'm more of a play the hits kind of guy. So kind of a crapshoot. Hopefully it's a good night of uh, music for you. And we've got tickets to give away all week long here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Nigel, if you need a reason to drink today. Cheers. Happy 84th birthday to Motown original Smokey Robinson, oh, baby. Oh, Smokey. Happy Chinooka. 
Now, I watched the uh, USA for Africa We Are the World documentary this past week. Oh, you did? Yeah, finally got around to watching it. Is it good? It's good, man. The way they try to get all these egos to work together. Smokey Robinson's a part of that. But as you alluded to earlier, <laughs> I can't get past, in my mind, him doing his cameo where somebody paid money for Smokey Robinson to wish them a happy Hanukkah. And sometimes Hanukkah is spelled with a C-H. Yeah. And Smokey Robinson butchered it, and this was the message they got. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me. But I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jared. And they wanted me, they told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me. And gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> Nice talking to you again, I guess. Oh, man. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now. That's beautiful. And they want me to wish you happy Chinooka. (laughs) I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka (laughs) because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. Happy Chinooka. That is a classic. From Smokey Robinson. How old is he? Uh, he's 84 oh, wow. today. Wow, 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 wow. So if you need a reason to celebrate, you can raise one up to Smokey Robinson, mm, or you could raise one up to the fact that it's President's Day, and all afternoon long here on the Hammer and Nigel Show, we're celebrating President's Day with great moments in presidential speeches. Great moments in presidential speeches. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Get ready, Val. You're going to enter a problem. <laughs> Great moments in presidential speeches. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it. My name is Nigel, Jason Hammer right over there. Uh, No question, Indianapolis did an awesome job this weekend facilitating the NBA All-Star Game. We knew, uh, definitely knew that if anybody could pull it off, it's this town, it's this city, it's it's all the organizations that come along with that. And we already knew it because we had much success with the Super Bowl several years ago, Hammer. It's just kind of a shame that violence... Um, you know, kind of capped off the weekend at this Waffle House mass shooting. When I say mass shooting, I don't mean somebody with a gun went into Waffle House and just started shooting random people. Uh, I mean that there was an altercation between between two groups of individuals and they just started shooting each other. It's what it sounds like. One woman is dead. I don't know if this woman was part of this group. I don't know if it was an innocent bystander. What I do know is that nobody has been arrested yet. Six people shot, one of them died, and this happened around 12.30 last night. So let's just say you're somebody that stayed up to watch Indy host the All-Star game. That game didn't tip off until around 8.40. It was like a late tip-off. So it probably ends around 11 o'clock. After the game, maybe you and your buddies want to go get something to eat. Not a lot of places are open around 11 o'clock anymore. Waffle House is. And this is one that's right by the interstate, by Sam Jones, right there where you can get on 70, you can hit 465, a lot of options by the old airport. And this type of thing takes place. This is such a black eye 
for the city of Indianapolis. We should have been waking up today to news of, hey, the reviews are in, and even though the weather wasn't great, Indy had a kick-ass all-star weekend. But instead, we're dealing with nonsense. And part of me, Nige, is just frustrated with the city of Indianapolis because this is what they voted for. 60% of the voters in the last couple of elections have voted in Ryan Mears as the prosecutor and Joe Hogsett, another term as the mayor. So apparently 60% of the people in Indianapolis think these types of things, which happen all the time, are perfectly fine. And not only that, but these types of criminals are constantly let back out on the street after being arrested. They know the legal system here in Marion County. They're smart. Right. And I just put this on our Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel. Please follow us. Johnson County has put up a billboard that is near the border of Marion County that says, attention criminals, cross this line, you'll do prison time. Yeah, I don't know. And Johnson County's prosecutor, Lance Hamner, and the sheriff, Dwayne Burgess, are kind of the stars of this digital billboard. If you want to see it, go at Hammer and Nigel. But criminals in this city, in Indianapolis, they know how soft the justice system is. That's why they feel emboldened right now. I spoke to a lot of police officers this weekend. I did a charity event with them. And one of the things that floored me was how often these criminals laugh in their face because they know in Marion County they're going to get away with it. They're going to be right back out on the streets the next day. And all of this stuff, 200-plus homicides, mass shootings in Waffle House, it doesn't have to be that way, but you have to vote a different way. You have to get somebody in the city who is going to lock up violent repeat offenders. And again, we don't know who the shooter was in this Waffle House. Or shooters. Shooters. No one's been arrested yet. But I'm telling you right now, and I've said this before, if you just lock up the violent repeat offenders, you will see the crime in this city drop in amazing amounts. But nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to find a root cause. Everybody wants to find the good in somebody. Boss Hogsett and Ryan Mears, I'm sure they want to find the good in the person that took somebody's life at a Waffle House. Sometimes there's no good. Sometimes you just have to lock these people up that have rap sheets longer than CVS receipts. It's gross. (laughs) It's disgusting. And if you're asking yourself, well, where do we put these people? There's overcrowding. What do we do? Sometimes you got to make a decision. Let the non-violent folks out with the ankle monitor and open up these jail cells for scumbags that are a threat to society. But Marion County doesn't want to do that. They haven't wanted to do that in a long time. They're not serious about crime and punishment. And these criminals laugh in the face of police officers because they know they can get away with it here in Marion County. And you said it, Nige. Indy did a great job, I think, hosting the game. I wish the weather would have been a little bit better. Uh, And tying in Waffle House and the All-Star game here, Jelly Roll. He's like a country music slash rapper that's very popular right now. He did a concert here this weekend in the city. Back in 2013, he was sued by Waffle House over his (laughs) mixtape, Whiskey, Weed, and Waffle House. (laughs) Here is Jelly Roll explaining why. 
I dropped up. a mixtape called Whiskey, Weed, and Waffle House. Mm-hmm. I used the Waffle House logo on the CD cover for the mixtape, and that's a big no-no. That's called mm-hmm. trademark infringement. I didn't know this at the time. <laughs> and they sent me a cease and desist letter, and they threatened to sue me. And you know, the worst part of it is I never lost my love for that place. <laughs> well, he's a big man. He is. He's a big guy. I, lo- I mean, he's a good... I mean, he's he's come on, man. He's, he's like, you know... <laughs> I only talk to God when I need a favor. <laughs> he's that guy, um, but he's huge. And there's a reason why he's called Jelly Roll. Is because he's upwards of, what, 300, 400 pounds here. The, um, there's this health influencer named Gary Brecka. My buddy uh, actually wants me to do this, this three-day water-only diet that this uh, health guy does, this influencer. He's starting it today, my buddy Brian. Beer's made of water. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So, Which is like you only eat like chicken broth and consume water for three days. And he said by day three, you're like thinking clearly. But this same guy that is doing this, this Gary Brecka guy, he says he's going to help Jelly Roll lose a bunch of weight. I'm so excited to be on this journey with him. And and he's he's been very vulnerable about it, too. He said, you know, Gary, this is the first time that I felt like my weight is killing me. You know, this is what I mean about loving what I do, not feeling like I work a day in my life. You, you get to meet great humans like that and be a part of their journey. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to strip about 250 pounds off of him oh. in the next 12 to 14 months. He weighed in at 494. Holy crap. Okay. I was way off at the 300 pound mark. 494. That's a big dude. Wow. That is a big dude. And when Jelly Roll was here this weekend, he also went and spoke to some people locked up in the Pendleton jail. Oh, wow. uh, Just basically saying, hey, get yourselves together. You can get out and make something of yourself. So I like what he does with that. Uh, Can I read you a tweet here real quick, Nige? So I was talking about Marion County and how 60% of the people feel like the job Ryan Mears is doing is great. 60% 60% of the people think the job Boss Hawkset's doing is great, and I think that sucks. Adam writes to me, no, no, no. You don't get to blame the 60% that voted for Hog blank uh, when you and others were telling people not to vote for the Republican. You're part of the problem in this instance. Oh, it's your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> It's not the soft on crime policies of the prosecutor. It's not the fault of the shooter at the Waffle House. It's your fault. It's my fault. Good job, Adam. My response to Adam would be, who was the Republican in the last race? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Because there wasn't one. And does that go into the previous two elections with Boss Hogsett? What about Ryan Mears? So, Adam, I appreciate you trying to carry the water for the uh, rhino that was Jefferson Shreve, but that act's not flying here, Skippy. So on behalf of everyone here at the Hammer and Nigel show, do us a favor and bite me. Are you really okay? Are you okay? Everything's gonna be okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty f-ing far from okay. Whoa. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel show. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, this one made me laugh, Hammer. Notorious Rhino and Never Trumper Liz Cheney is saying that she won't rule out a 2024 presidential run. <laughs> Are you okay with this? No. You, you're not going to be uh, stumping for Liz Cheney. 
Uh, th- this is the person that headed, you know, the January 6th committee. Uh, lost her Republican primary there in Wyoming by a staggering 66.3%. The margin of defeat was the second worst for a House incumbent. And I mean, she was a House incumbent, in a, and this is the worst loss for her in 60 years. You don't think uh, anybody would be voting for her for, for president of the United States? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, she's an awful person. <laughs> R&B singer Chris Brown... <laughs> I mean, I, come on. Who's asking for that? Nobody's asking for Nobody. Liz Cheney. Who's more likely to be the president in 2024, Liz Cheney or me? You. Thank you. Uh, we all know Chris Brown, right? Okay. R&B singer, has a bunch of hits, but he also beat the hell out of Rihanna when they were dating. I mean, that's you're almost understating it. I mean, he beat the living dog crap out of her. There's pictures. I mean, her face was a like it got ran over. Right. With the baseball bat. So. Very bad domestic abuse. Uh, Chris Brown says he was uninvited from the NBA All-Star game. He said he's originally set to play in this year's celebrity game, only to be uninvited after the fact because the sponsor, Ruffles, didn't want him. Are you okay with this? Yes, I'm okay with this. Now, Ruffles has put out a statement saying, hey, we don't have any involvement in the rosters or the decisions for celebrities to play in the NBA celebrity game, which I think is a bunch of crap. So here's what happened. I've worked behind the scenes on these types of things before. The higher up in Ruffles, who probably has outsourced this job to somebody else, caught wind of who was invited and then he was like, hey, who invited this guy? That's the guy that beat Rihanna nearly to death. Why is he involved in something we've got our name on? Now, you get on the phone with the NBA and tell them we don't have any control over who plays in the game, but we do have control over who writes a check to the yeah. NBA to sponsor this event. And if that guy comes anywhere near it, you're not getting penny one from the fine folks at Ruffles. That's how it plays out. So technically, Ruffles is right. They don't get to pick who plays in the game, but they get to pick who writes the check. And nobody wants to be associated with Chris Brown. I mean, come on. You guys got to do a little bit of background research here. Why would you invite that clown to a family-friendly event? Now, if this were just... I don't know, a concert somewhere in Indy, maybe a debate could be yeah, had. Yeah, he still tours. He still sells tickets. He's still a performer. He yeah. makes hit records. He's a amazing R&B performer. But if you're trying to bring families to an event, like the celebrity basketball game that took place Friday, do you want a guy there that's probably best known for beating the hell out of last year's Super Bowl performing yeah. artist at halftime. Probably not. Are you okay with this? At a concert at the Sphere in Las Vegas, U2 frontman Bono told a woman to shut up as she was yelling out during his speech about the war between Israel and Hamas. The world for millennia, as well as this very day, is bewildering Christians, Muslims, Jews. It's bewildering. To see the suffering of the Palestinian children after witnessing the same Israeli children. Shut up! <laughs> to see the suffering of the Palestinian children. 
the suffering of the Israeli children. Oh, God. Are you okay with uh, Bono? Um, I'm not okay with any of that. No, just shut the hell up and play Vertigo. Shut (laughs) the hell up and play I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. The Sphere in Vegas is this amazing venue. I've seen it up close with the lights and everything. It's wild. And people are in Vegas because they want to have a good time. They don't want to hear a lecture. Right. You go to Vegas. You want to hit the tables. You want to have some cocktails. You're going to see a concert with your favorite band at this amazing venue with a light show that you've never seen before. And you got Bono up there just taking a crap on everybody, talking about dead children. Shut the hell up and play some music. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. I know on his national show, Pat McAfee, talked about this because the Super Bowl was out in Vegas and he and his guys saw you two at the sphere and he claimed that it was no hit songs a bunch of bull crap and the best part about it was seeing the lights at the sphere so just play the song how are you you two and don't play any of your hit songs I mean I and, and for what it's worth that clip was only a few seconds long but he went on for eight minutes right did and you? the tickets to see you two at the Sphere, I'm telling you, man, those are expensive tickets. Multiple hundreds of dollars just to get you into the very top of the Sphere. So imagine paying all that money. You get there, and you got Bono up there going on about dead children in Israel and Hamas. Oh, just, it's the worst. I'm sorry. I am not a U2 guy, and Bono wears me out. Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right program. The lovely, the talented Miss Mock joins us. Hello. Hey, Mock. So, hey. Donald Trump has to pay $350 million in addition to the previous $85 million. It feels like if this judge in New York could he would have said you owe a kajillion dollars (laughs) i'm curious as to what you think about all this well i mean it's just obvious garbage right i mean it's just such a garbage thing and the fact that kathy hochel is now out there going hey it's fine like if you're in new york and you're doing business in new york and you want to do real estate in new york i promise this won't happen to anybody else but trump which just all but confirms that this is absolutely a targeted ridiculous attack and it's baseless and it's nonsense and it's victimless and the whole thing is just so outrageous the fact that Letitia James has been able to get away with this so far is is just mind-boggling to me it's using the court system to go after political opponents i mean yeah. it's it's the, the toothpaste is out of the tube on this one there's no putting this back this is obvious what it is i mean it's happening yeah. to trump i know it's it's incredible and it's even more incredible when you watch you know biden over the weekend like trying to be all mad at putin for killing navalny and it's like you know just because you haven't actually done the same thing to trump doesn't mean you haven't done everything but so right. it, it's it's the same kind of leadership or dic- dictatorial ship or dictatorship you know he's doing the exact same things 
shy of just absolutely just offing Trump. Yeah, and I'm, honestly, I, I had to knock wood this morning when Daisy said that to me because I was like, listen, I don't put it past them at this point. I mean, they're doing they're the exact same. Everything. Yeah, they're doing the exact same thing they're, they, they accuse Trump of doing. Oh, he's going to be an yeah. authoritarian when he takes office. Well, what do you think is going on right now targeting your political opponents, actively trying to put Donald Trump in jail, incarcerate him? Right. I mean, it's so obvious. And I, you know, I think right now, I, you know, I saw that there's like a GoFundMe that got started to yep. try to help Trump with his with his legal bills. <laughs> He's got the new shoes out. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he'll raise enough to cover it all. But like, this is definitely something that even a billionaire is going to get stung by. Like, that's a lot, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And it's over the top because I think these never Trump prosecutors and judges, they see what's happening in the court cases. You've got the train wreck that is Big Fat Fanny down in Georgia. It doesn't sound like there's any there there to when it comes to uh, Fat Alvin in that case in New York. So if they can't get him in the courtroom, they're going to try to break him so he can't afford to run. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're literally trying absolutely everything, which is why I don't put it past them to try the ultimate things, right? They are that desperate to get rid of him. So let's go down to Georgia. And I don't know about you, Mock, but I got a lot of joy at watching <laughs> Fanny Willis. I'm sorry, Fanny. Fanny, there's an H. Yeah. It's not Fanny anymore. It's Fanny. <laughs> I'm going to call her Fanny. Uh, I got joy in watching her melt down on the stand. She sounded like an illiterate drug dealer that got busted by local police. She's supposed to be the one that's in charge of this whole thing. I know. And I was accidentally, like, absolutely riveted to my television the entire afternoon. <laughs> I, it was such entertaining, like juicy, just the most, it was like TV courtroom stuff. You know what I mean? It was just absolutely awesome to watch it. But at the same time, I, I just found myself thinking, my God, this is the district attorney. This is somebody who actually made it through law school. I mean, it was unbelievable that she behaved that way in a courtroom when she is an attorney. And what was crazy about it is how tolerant the judge was of all of her outbursts. Like there was there was hardly any admonishment of her behavior during the during that whole entire hearing that she, the testimony that she was giving. I couldn't believe that he just took it. Yeah, but if I'm the judge, though, I think you want to give her enough rope to kind of hang herself, so to speak, because if you intervene and you keep saying, hey, knock it off, that's bullcrap, cut the yeah. crap, she can say that, well, you wouldn't let me speak, or maybe you're racist. She can play some sort of card. If you just let her talk and be an idiot, then <laughs> it's out there. Right, exactly. Now that's why we know that she likes Grey Goose, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Who keeps $15,000 just randomly on hand? At their at their place of residence, like well, and that, her dad would be disappointed with that amount, as we've heard number uh, like over and over again. My daddy would be disappointed that I only had nine thousand at the house this one time, or sometimes only had five hundred. What a bizarre thing to say in the middle of a testimony! It's a black thing, and we wouldn't understand, according to Fanny's dad, that you know, right. having a lot of taxpayer cash just laying around the house, <laughs> you can't understand that because you're white. And she at one point she. Said she kept some campaign cash. I don't know if anybody kept that. I saw that little nugget. I know nobody seems to be focusing on that, which I thought was really telling. Like, why? Why didn't that immediately get more questions? 
And it, it was like some random person on Twitter who was like, hey, does this, this seems bad. <laughs> Can somebody follow up on this, please? <laughs> uh, chatting with Mock from the Chicks on the Right program, uh, the anti-gun crowd went out in full force after the shooting at the Kansas City uh, Chiefs celebration parade. And there's a couple different storylines here. Number one, it's never just the gun to me. Like, I always see these celebrities tweet out, it's the guns, it's the guns, it's the guns. I'm finding it hard to believe that the gun magically floated up into the air, landed in the hand of some of these troubled youths in Kansas City who definitely 100% have a father at home and pulled the trigger (laughs) by itself. And number two, man, that story, once we found out who the shooters were, really disappeared from the media pretty quick, considering how yeah. big the Kansas City Chiefs story is with Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They just won the Super Bowl. That story fell off the media pretty damn quick. Yeah, it did. And and I don't know if you guys saw um, Ann Coulter on Bill Maher's show before they actually had ID'd the two you know, juveniles that were ultimately responsible for this. But she was like, well, the reason that we don't the, what we do know is that the, the perpetrators were not white, because if they were, we would know exactly who they are. And the fact that we don't means they're anything but. You know what I mean? So I thought it was really interesting that she was pointing that out. And then, of course, she was absolutely right. It was these two black kids, I guess. And then did you guys see that one picture that went so viral of the kind of heavy set dude in the sweats? Yes. Who was like arrested him and, and then it came out today that he was just like Wait, I, I was just drunk i was just yeah. I had, I didn't, he I had didn't nothing to do it was people people thought he had something to do with the mass shooting right. and it was like no no right. i was just hammered i was giving a public intox rap um and i i, I did, love that i also thought it was interesting that the mayor of kansas city was more worried about the words being used to describe the juvenile mass shooters yeah. uh the governor i believe called them a thug and he goes oh that's a racist this dog whistle. Well, how about you concentrate on the dead female with, uh, and how about you concentrate on the kids that were shot and the multitudes of people that are in the hospital right now? And what worries so much about the the verbiage coming from the governor? Well, and what a nonsense thing to be to be harping on too, because the shoe fits. I mean, I don't I don't know if it could fit any better. This is like a Cinderella shoe fitting moment. You know what I yeah, mean? Right, that, yeah, right. I don't know who else you would call thugs except those those two clowns that were responsible for all these injuries and one death. I mean, what what else do you call them? And thug who is a term that call a thug? describes behavior. It's a term that describes one's behavior. There can be white exactly. thugs. There can be black thugs. There can be Hispanic. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a term that describes one's behavior and the type of person that goes to a Super Bowl celebration parade and fires random shots. I think the shoe fits, as you said. Yeah, it absolutely does. And it is telling that that's what the mayor wants to talk about. I mean, screw him. You know what I mean? Like, he could at least be focused on the the person who died, the people who were injured, the fact that so many of them were kids. And instead, he's all caught up in this nonsense about semantics. It's just ridiculous. Last thing here before we let you go, Mock. Uh, We are getting closer and closer to the South Carolina primary. If Nikki Haley gets her doors blown off in her own state, and I'm saying she loses by 15% or more, Mm -hmm. does she pack it up? Does she pack it in? Or does she stick around and just troll? I think she sticks around. 
around. I mean, I can't believe that I'm saying that, and it's not because I want her to. I just think that she's so dug in on this that she believes that Super Tuesday is going to be where she has the best play. And she's not relying on her own home state to carry her. So uh, everything that I've heard from her in interviews, you know, and, and this is assuming that the donors don't tell her to, pull, to, to get out, but assuming that they're in this with her, I think she's going to stick around. Is this, and I don't know, maybe this is tinfoil hat, is this possibly because she feels like Donald Trump's going to be locked up at some point, and then maybe at the convention they can say, well, if Donald Trump is locked up, we're going to have to go with who finished in second place, which was Nikki Haley. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's factoring into her strategy. I, I have no idea, but she seems very determined. Like, she's she's not been dissuaded at all. No, with she's not going anywhere. And so. Yeah, she just is in this, and I don't know how long she's going to stick around, but she's she seems immovable at the moment. What is coming up with the chicks on the right? Well, um, I'm sure we're going to be talking. We've got a lot to t- cover tomorrow about illegal immigration and how now it's California and Arizona that are getting the brunt of it because Texas has figured out how to secure their own border. So we're going to be talking a lot about that on our show, which everybody can check out 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in every weekday morning on all the platforms, uh, YouTube, Rumble, Locals, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere. Chicks on the right. Check them out. That's Mock. Mock, thank you. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. You set them up and I'll knock them back, Lloyd. One by one. We are going to read booze news because it's really fun. Oh, it's in your lips. It's so good. Hammer and Nigel presents booze news, booze news. Time for booze news. Hammer, I can't stop watching this video. <laughs> Over and over and over again of this brewery worker getting blasted by beer in the actual brewery. It's it, it knocks him off his feet like he's in a Three Stooges movie. It it happened at a place called uh, Black Channel Brewing in Minnesota. Okay, this guy is working in back. You see all these giant tanks of beer. He seems to I don't know twist something on this one tank of beer and then. It just blasts out with fire hose-like pressure out of the tank. I'm going to play you the the audio here. Listen to the audio here. <laughs> the audio doesn't do the video justice. It's I, I I put it on X at Hammer and Nigel. It's it's an Instagram link. I couldn't find the actual video on X, but. It, can you play it again? Because I love it. at the end he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and it's just an awful waste of beer, too. So I don't know what happened. It knocked this guy. I mean, he got he got uh, uh, horizontal. Yeah. I mean, the, the the beer hit him in the face like a fire hose. And it just, it, it's unreal. And they they were able to save a lot of the beer in the tank and decided to call it their, uh, it, they call it Blowback IPA. <laughs> See that right now on our Twitter yeah. X account, whatever you want to call yeah, yeah, yeah. it, at Hammer and Nigel. And this beer comes out, like, you're right, like a fire hose. I'm surprised. He got right back up and tried to insert something in the hole that the beer was coming out of. <laughs> 
Wow. It could be a hazardous, uh, dangerous profession in the brewing industry, it looks like. So I'm going to have some choose-your-own-adventure here, okay? Okay. We're celebrating President's Day here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Are we? Do you want to hear a presidential speech from Barack Obama, or do you want to hear one from Bill Clinton? Oh, uh, how about Barry? Barry? Yeah. Let's do Barack yeah. Obama. Great moments in presidential speeches. Someday, years from now, our children will run on batteries made in Korea. Great moments <laughs> in presidential speeches. <laughs> you know what? We've Don't got extra said? time. We've got extra time. Can I do Bill Clinton's? Okay, go ahead. Let's do Bill. Great moments in presidential speeches. She said it was okay for me to love balloons. Great moments <laughs> in presidential speeches. So check out our social media feed at Hammer oh and Nigel.